Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world, where it's naturally supernatural. My guest will tell you why the first 325 years of the church had miracles, had power, had glory, and why it left. And better yet, how you can get it back next. Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Is God ready to bring a tsunami wave of healing onto planet Earth today? Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Moses, Joshua, Caleb, and David had the Shekhinah glory on them. As a traditional Jewish man, that same glory rescued me and gave me something I and most believers in the Messiah never knew was possible, experiential knowledge of God. And that same glory is in this studio right now <laughs> and will give you that same experiential knowledge of God. My guest, Larry Sparks, publisher of Destiny Image, has been traveling the world to get a pulse on the new outpouring of God's glory. Larry, I'll take you back to age 16. Yeah. And that was your first real encounter with God. Tell yes. me about that. I was not interested in God. I was brought up in a very nominal religious household, although my parents were accidentally prophetic because they put me in a religious school, and it was called Holy Spirit School. <laughs> and I really believe that was a prophetic decree over my life. Otherwise, though, I wanted enough of God. I didn't want to go to hell, and I certainly wanted to make the rapture when Jesus came back. But that's it. I did my own thing. But at 16, like you said, I started to have my unsaved father drive me to the local Baptist church because I got mm -hmm. sovereignly hungry for God. Huh. But then when I drove myself, I heard about this church, and they had something called contemporary praise and worship, where they had drums and guitars and all that. So I went, and in the middle of one of those services, Sid, I got set up. I was standing there, not really engaging because I thought it was kind of creepy because people were lifting their hands and clapping their hands and it was a little bizarre to me. And I just stood there while they were singing praises to God and I started to feel in my hands, I actually feel it right now, Sid, I felt electricity. I felt like pulsating electricity, like I were to take my fingers and put them in a plug or into a socket. And then I felt in my chest fire, like a burning, like a heat, like a warmth. And even as I say that, Sid, I got to just do this. For those of you who are watching, I even see teenager, teenagers in Gen Z where you've heard a lot about God, but you've never met God. You never had experiential knowledge of God. I believe right now the glory and the fire of God is falling on you. I decree that over you. I believe God is setting you up just like he set me up, Said, and that's what happened. Well, you had another major visitation from God in 
2021 <laughs> yes. in Arizona. Yeah, he set me up again. I was at a church, Fresh Start Church, and the pastors called me up, prayed for me, prophesied over me. I had a very powerful touch from the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I didn't quite know what God was doing. I felt him on me, and I said, God, what are you doing to me? He didn't really tell me what he was doing to me. He just made a statement. He made a statement that really defined my life. And I believe a statement that every believer, every non-believer needs to know because this is what's coming to the church. And this is the statement he made. He said, tell, tell my, my people, church, I'm, I'm reintroducing them to Pentecostal, them fire. To Pentecostal fire. That was the phrase. And I said, all right, God, I'm going with it. Now, did you have any idea what that meant? I did as a church historian, because I got my master's of D divinity in church history and renewal. One of my advisors was kind of the key person who wrote about and talked about Pentecostal or spirit-filled history in the 20th century. So I knew what it meant because a lot of people think Pentecostal is a certain denomination of church or it's a certain flavor or a style. But the Lord said, it's not a church, it's not a style, it's actually what the church was born in in Acts chapter 2. It was a demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power, and I believe that's what should be normal, as you regularly say. All right, well, this begs the question, why did the power leave the church? And even better, how did we get it back? Well, so many people erroneously teach a doctrine called cessationism, which basically says the Holy Spirit moved in miracle signs and wonders until the last apostle died or until the Bible was put together, until the Bible was canonized. If somebody was put on a desert island and just given the Bible to believe and they had no other influence, they would come off that island believing God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and every miracle in the book of Acts is available right now. But the first 300 years of church history, the whole church, I mean, everybody who claimed Jesus as Messiah, they moved in signs, wonders, and miracles. In fact, when people got water baptized or immersed, there was an expectation that when they came up out of the baptismal waters, they would speak speak in tongues, prophesy, get delivered from demons, and filled with the Holy Ghost. There was an expectation that the standard, the normal of the church, of the believer, that first 300 years was moving in the power, the supernatural power of God, but it got unplugged. And here's the deal. God never unplugged the power. Somebody needs to hear that. God never removed the Holy Spirit. He never removed that demonstration of power. What happened is the church, the structural church, made certain decisions. Number one, they said anybody can be part of the church where you had a lot of pagans, you had a, no a lot of non-believers just become part of what was going on at the church because if they didn't, sadly, you had Emperor Constantine. Now, Emperor Constantine, it's very important people understand the history. People celebrate him because because the Christian religion up to that point had been persecuted. If you believed in Jesus, you got persecuted, you got thrown to the lions. But then came a Roman emperor, Constantine, who changed everything, so that was good. The problem is the standard got lower. And that is a big deal because anybody could become part of the church. Anybody could become part of that, even if they didn't make a genuine profession of faith. So you had people believing all sorts of false doctrine, paganism, even people who had no knowledge whatsoever of Jesus getting baptized. And what happened is it diluted the power. So the reality is this. I believe we can plug back in to that river of God that has been flowing since the day of Pentecost. God never removed the river. God never removed the power. It was certain decisions I believe people made that actually pulled that plug from the power of God. 
And that's what I love about your brand new book. Mm. You show people how to get back what was stolen from them. Yes, yes. We got so formalistic. We got so religious. Again, we started to emphasize things that were not necessarily bad, but the reality is the early organic church, they met in homes, and then, of course, they came together in larger meetings, but everyone was encouraged to operate in all of the gifts of the Spirit. Exposed the false, the false prophet. It'll catch you by surprise. Be right back. Supernatural. Do you feel as if God's not listening when you pray or speaking back to you? I've been there and so have all of my guests. That's why I want you to go to SidRoth.org slash prayer to access interviews with guests who have discovered how to pray unstoppable prayers. Learn about our free prayer app called God Talk and leave a prayer request so we can pray for you. It's more than time for your breakthrough. We now return to It's Supernatural. Larry, you have identified the false prophet. Explain. You know, Jesus told me, it's like, there is a false prophet that is alive and well in the church. And I thought he was going to give me the name of a person. But then he reminded me in in Matthew 24, where it says, one of the key signs of the end of the age is that there would be rampant deception. So I pressed it a little bit more. I said, God, what is the name of the false prophet? And he told me, the name of this false prophet that is deceiving millions, particularly those in the church, is called progressive Christianity. Progressive Christianity. What does that mean? These are signs of progressive Christianity. Number one is that the Bible bends its knee to the direction of culture. In other words, it changes, it it changes because the Bible, these folks will say the Bible is a living document, which we know the scripture is alive, Mm -hmm. but that's not what they mean. They mean if culture is going in a direction or approving of things that are sinful, and yet the Bible says, no, that is sin, then guess what? The Bible actually has to adjust to the direction of culture. That's one symptom. Yeah, I I know it's kind of, I'm reminded today we're doing it with something else besides the Bible, Mm. and that may be the reason. We're trying to do it with the Constitution of the United States, exactly what you're saying. The Scripture actually talks about moving the ancient boundary lines, and that's exactly what progressive Christianity does. Number two is this, is I I say they teach a Doobie Brothers religion. Now, the Doobie Brothers was a band back in the day, and they had a song, Jesus is Just All Right. Well, the reality is this, they teach something that Jesus is, he's just all right with any way I want to live. He's okay with any sin that I want to approve of. He's okay with however I want to to, to conduct my life. He's fine with that, but the reality is there's another phrase for that. It's called hyper grace or false grace. I can do whatever I want, live however I want because the grace of God is there. When I have a revelation of the true grace of God, it provokes me to actually want to walk in holiness, to want to walk in the fear of the Lord, and to want to give my whole life to obey Him. And number three is this. I call it repackaged universalism. That basically says everybody gets to heaven, but they call it something that sounds a little more theologically lofty. They call it ultimate reconciliation to where some of the extreme fringes of this will even teach that the devil 
will get a second chance somehow. Is that why the morality of, say, of society in general is going down the tubes? Yes. And, and, and people, many of them say, I'm a Christian. Yep, yep. It, it's, and, you know, it's so obvious that this is going on right now. In March of this year, Larry, yep. God gave you an actual prophetic Warning. He did. He did. I was actually in Los Angeles. I went to the Bonnie Bray House. That is where the Azusa Street Revival of 1906 mm -hmm. started, which ultimately launched what we call global Pentecostalism. I didn't have a reservation to go in the house, so as a good Pentecostal myself, I just walked around and I was laying hands on it and praying in the Spirit because, Sid, I got to be totally honest, I was trying to make sense of the season of outpouring that we're currently living in because we had Asbury University where there was a wonderful visitation of God. You had all these other Christian schools, and I was starting to hear about secular universities where the Holy Spirit was falling, the Jesus Revolution movie. A lot was happening, but I've got I've to come clean. I was getting cynical. I was like, Lord, is this it? Is this the great end time revival? Is this it? If it is, I want to affirm it. I want to bless it. So I was processing this with the Holy Spirit. And the Lord came in and told me a few things. He said, number one, Larry, you spent a lot of time and money getting a degree in revival history. You should know what's happening. He said, it's Acts 2 verse 1. What does Acts 2 1 say? It says, they gathered together. I feel the Holy Ghost as I say this right now. I just want to announce even over the airways, we are in an Acts 2 verse 1 moment. We need to celebrate it. And this is what the Spirit of the Lord said to me. Acts 2.1 says they gathered in one place and one accord. And then right after that, the Lord told me, Larry, you should know Acts 2 verse 1 produces the inevitability of a suddenly outpouring of the Spirit. Sid, Holy Spirit came on me and he said this right after he gave me that context. He said, Larry, all of this is my spirit. I'm stirring the people. I'm gathering the people. But tell the people, Larry, don't stop short of the Shekinah glory. Don't stop short with good music. And I love good music. Don't stop short with just gathering together. I love gathering together and praying. And that's all, I believe, motivated by a spirit of revival. But he said, don't stop short of the visible glory. Don't stop short of the weighty glory. Larry, when you got born again, when you got filled with the spirit at 16, you felt something. There was electricity. We talked about it. There was fire. Don't stop short of contending and crying out for a manifestation of God's glory that is visible, that is weighty, and that actually comes upon entire territories, regions, and cities where people step into a certain zone and they know the glory of God is settling in that place. You know, as, as a Jew, hey. when I hear about the glory, yeah. I think in terms of Moses, the Ten Commandments, yeah. the cloud, you could see the cloud but it was visible. Yeah, visible. No one will doubt it. No. Oh, no. where is the news when that occurs? Yeah. It'll, look, you want to hear the news we hear today? I mean, I can't even stand it anymore. What is about time that the world sees the good news yeah. of the good God who loves you? Hey. Larry says, get ready for a collision with the greater glory that will mark you forever. We will be right back to It's Supernatural. 
If you're hungry for God and your Christianity is not working anymore, you need an impartation of God's revival fire. Call or go online at SidRoth.org to receive Larry Sparks' brand new book, Pentecostal Fire, Your Supernatural Inheritance. Plus, receive Larry's exclusive brand new three-CD audio teaching series, Prophetic Insight, Discovering God's Plan for Your Future. These powerful spiritual resources are yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9929. Pentecostal fire tells you what time it is in the spirit. I never thought major news media would be reporting on revival, but they did when the Asbury revival broke out. That is a foretaste of what God is pouring out. God wants you saturated. He wants you baptized in his fire. With Larry Sparks brand new book, you will learn how to take part in reintroducing God's Pentecostal fire to the church and make your own supernatural history. History. Be immersed in your fire of Pentecost inheritance. Make Acts chapter 2 your antidote to stop the enemy's false prophetic messages coming against you and your family. Identify the destructive false doctrines already appearing in Christian churches and much more. With Larry Sparks' exclusive CD set, you will see how the book of Acts is your Bible blueprint for everyday living. Learn the seven prophetic alarm clocks that awaken you to what the Spirit of God is doing and so much more. You're called to be a revivalist. You're called to be a revivalist in your house, in your school, in your workplace. A revivalist is made when somebody reads the Word of God, they go through church history, and they recognize God has not changed. What He did through people like William Seymour at Azusa Street, John G. Lake, Catherine Coleman, that impartation is for you. Call or go online at SidRoth.org to receive Larry Sparks' brand new book, Pentecostal Fire. Your super Supernatural Inheritance. Plus, receive Larry's exclusive brand new three CD audio teaching series, Prophetic Insight, Discovering God's Plan for Your Future. These powerful spiritual resources are yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9929 or send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina 28278. Please specify offer number 9929. We now return to It's Supernatural. Larry Sparks has been traveling the world to identify hot spots of this glory. What are you seeing? I was in Northern Ireland and Wales, a place that typically they typically write off as hard, dark, mm -hmm. secular in the UK. The hunger for God there was stronger than I'd seen in parts of the Bible Belt. I was, we were just in Maine, and we had 500, 600 people there gathered together. The glory of God was so strong, you had eight, nine-year-old children being marked by the presence of the, uh, of the Lord on the floor, shaking under the power. We've been in Dawsonville, Georgia, and Peoria, Arizona, places that are hot spots where God has been moving. I'm not just talking about a few months. Peoria, Arizona, he's been moving eight years. Dawsonville, Georgia, three, four years. There's sustained habitations of the presence of God. And like I said, here's a word, I, I, and I've got to release this because God's just interrupting me. Wherever you live right now on the earth, I've got to declare over you, no territory, no nation, and no country is safe from the glory of God. Places I have seen that have been written off. You've got to hear this. Places that have been written off as hard and dark and secular. 
Europe, United Kingdom, New England, San Francisco. Listen, the only way a place is too dark is if we go in there with gimmicks. But if you go in there with the gospel and the glory, there is no such thing as a hard and dark place, Sid. Have you seen the visible glory cloud of God? Twice. Tell me Twice. one. Twice. One quick. In Maine, uh, I, I, was, I was there. This was in 2022. I was just up ministering. I was preaching on Ezekiel where it talks about getting face down in the glory. And I wasn't hyping anybody up. I was just reading from the scripture. And the Holy Spirit started to stir people's heart to come up to the altar and just literally get on their face before the Lord. I felt like the Lord was saying, I'm instituting the day of face down glory where we are in the glory and we cannot stand up. Well, I, I I started to minister and flow and I opened up my eyes and it was all hazy. Now I'm very cautious about announcing something as a supernatural manifestation because I just didn't quite know. So I looked around and I said, okay, I didn't say anything there. People captured pictures of it and they had a before and after photo. Before there was nothing that looked normal and then after there was a cloud. There was something you could not manufacture with lighting or equipment. There was a cloud in that place and I go to talk to the pastor of that church. He said, ever since that meeting, the glory cloud has been coming routinely and regularly into our gatherings. There are people watching us right now and also in the studio audience that know there's more, mm. that their heart song is, and that used to be mine, there must be something more because I work, eat, sleep, and that's the way it goes, because I work, eat, sleep, and that's the way it goes. Mm. There must be something more, and I tell you there is. But you have to initiate it. That's right. You have to make the first step. You have to pray this prayer with me and mean it to the best of your ability, out loud, studio audience, as well as viewers. Very important, because the Bible, the truth book says, if you confess with your mouth, you'll believe it in your heart and you will have experiential knowledge. That's what it says in the Greek, not the English. Experiential knowledge, way beyond intellectual knowledge. Most of you are operating in intellectual knowledge. You've heard about Jesus since you were that little. Now it's time for you to enter the deep water. Repeat this prayer after me, out loud. Dear God, I've made many mistakes. I'm so sorry. I believe the blood of Jesus washes away every mistake. And I'm clean. And now that I'm clean, Jesus, come and live inside of me. Thank you for being my Savior. My Savior for my sins. My Savior for my sickness. And now I make you my Lord. Amen. Quickly, Larry, pray. Yeah. Father, I thank you right now for everyone watching. I thank you that you're intensifying the level of the glory upon them. In Jesus' name, I encourage you, number one, pray in tongues. 
Paul the Apostle prayed in tongues more than anybody, and guess what? He was so saturated by the glory, they took pieces of clothing off of him, put it on the sick and demonized, and they were healed. I believe it's possible to be that saturated in the glory. Number two, read the Word of God until your heart burns, because that burning is an invitation of God, not just to read it, but to experience the Word. And number three, take risk. Step out. Pray for people. Pray and cry out for the glory. And the last word I have, college students and high school students, a revival is coming to your campus right now. I feel the word of the Lord. There's going to be locker room revival. There's going to be lines at the lockers and lines at dorm rooms because what's going to happen, Arabasa, is you're going to pray for some people. They're going to get healed, and they're going to have no grid to put it in. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to go tell your friends that, hey, I know when I go to that locker and when I go to that dorm room, there's glory there. And I see lines outside of lockers and outside of apartments and dorms in Jesus' name. And no matter what's your age, no matter what's your occupation, yep. no matter what's your finances, yes. what Larry just prophesied, it's for you. Yes. Say this out loud. It's for me. It's for me. <laughs> if you are hungry for God and your Christianity is not working anymore, you need an impartation of God's revival fire. Call or go online at SidRoth.org to receive Larry Sparks' brand new book, Pentecostal Fire, Your Supernatural Inheritance. Plus, receive Larry's exclusive brand new three-CD audio teaching series, Prophetic Insight, Discovering God's Plan for Your Future. These powerful spiritual resources are yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9929. Pentecostal Fire tells you what time it is in the spirit. I never thought major news media would be reporting on revival, but they did when the Asbury revival broke out. That is a foretaste of what God is pouring out. God wants you saturated. He wants you baptized in his fire. With Larry Sparks' brand new book, you will learn how to take part in reintroducing God's Pentecostal fire to the church and make your own supernatural history. Be immersed in your fire of Pentecost inheritance. Make Acts chapter 2 your antidote to stop the enemy's false prophetic messages coming against you and your family. Identify the destructive false doctrines already appearing in Christian churches and much more. With Larry Sparks' exclusive CD set, you will see how the book of Acts is your Bible blueprint for everyday living. Learn the seven prophetic alarm clocks that awaken you to what the Spirit of God is doing and so much more. You're called to be a revivalist. You're called to be a revivalist in your house, in your school, in your workplace, a revivalist is made when somebody reads the Word of God, they go through church history, and they recognize God has not changed. What He did through people like William Seymour at Azusa Street, John G. Lake, Catherine Coleman, that impartation is for you. Call or go online at SidRoth.org to receive Larry Sparks' brand new book, Pentecostal Fire, Your Supernatural Inheritance. Plus, receive Larry's exclusive brand new three CD audio teaching series, Prophetic Insight, Discovering God's Plan for Your Future. These powerful spiritual resources are yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9929 or send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9929. Do you ever wonder what really happens when you submit a prayer request? Well, let me show you. 
Prayer request is collected and placed inside of this basket. These prayer requests are then taken to our prayer room, which is also the same room where the audience sits during the taping of the Supernatural Show. Welcome to my world, where it's naturally supernatural. Prayer is the foundation of our ministry. At the beginning of each day, our staff gathers in a prayer room where each team member takes a stack of prayer requests and devotes careful attention to reading through and praying for each one individually. So if you or someone you know needs prayer, don't hesitate to share your request with us today at sidroth.org pray or by calling or texting to 704-943-6503. I was afraid of the supernatural until I started watching your TV program and since doing your mentoring study guide and DVD. Now the fear has gone and I do believe I have received an impartation from God. sidroth.org forward slash praise.